0: what is up everyone welcome to bangers and mosh the podcast for heavy music we host jimmy and daz so defa is off on holiday in turkey but we are joined this evening by the brilliant mr jordan old aka grassenio hall jordan firstly we've got something we just need you to do very quickly okay defa loves you okay he loves two minutes to late night he wanted to say uh, to see if you would say hello defa because he's missing the chat Hello, Deffa.
1: I'm sorry. We're, I'm sorry you're on holiday. I mean, uh, good for you. Yeah. But also, what a curse, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's having a lovely old time, if his uh, drunken messages are anything to go by. So, yeah, we don't feel too sorry for him. <laughs> Love it. Go so- off, King. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan, as everybody knows, right? The last few years have been a bit shitty, but. Some unexpected heroes who right, have come out of have come out of all this. Um, that's what I reckon on YouTube. Swearing Australian cook chef, comedian, brilliant dude, um, Frank mm-hmm. Frank at Metal Injection as well for the uh, the Slay at Home uh, things that he put on. Totally and you two minutes to late night for oh, your <laughs> dude. Your those <laughs> weekly covers were an absolute highlight of what was a a a crappy time um how much work went into those videos because the production
1: and everything was so unbelievably great so we you know we we had a head start on the like at home performance videos uh because we actually planned I've talked. I talked about this before. We actually planned to do it before we knew that there was going to be quarantines and lockdowns. It was a way of getting uh, to work with some guests that had a lot of trouble getting to New York and like yeah. getting to Vitus because uh, we had. It was initially just to do something with Chelsea Wolf because Chelsea Wolf had wanted to be a guest on the actual talk show for years but she's the the busiest woman on the planet she's (laughs) got her own she's got her own album she's got her tours she's got side project with her drummer mrs piss she was already starting to work on uh like you know movie soundtrack stuff with uh like tyler tyler Bates. so there's she's just she has so much going on but since episode one she was like hey can i come on the show and do crazy train so we built the, uh, we had always, always, we had also always wanted to do like a Weird Al cover. We thought it would be really funny to do a cover of a Weird Al original. <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah. So, so we built Dare to be Stupid around that to like test the template. So we shot that in like Feb- February. We had the, uh, we did that and ACDC. Uh, we, we, we had everything we had that like kind of ready to go. And then we were shooting that in February and then March happened. So we had time to kind of play with the aspect of how would it be fun to have people recording from their homes just at the beginning? We we got, we got a head start on it and I, you know, we kind of lucked out on that, but we were able to take this, this, This thing that was just supposed to be for the show, supposed to be regular content. And, you know, we were like, well, now we're not going to make the regular show. So let's just pivot the Patreon to be a thing that we can, you know, throw some money to these musicians for, you know, participating in these songs with us. Because all these people that we were working with, like had canceled canceled tours yeah of course yeah oh you know, uh they they needed some they needed some financial help and also just i th- an, uh, an escape an escape uh from how awful everything was and also not feeling the pressure to write an entire album i feel like it's people don't have don't really think about how uh trying to write and be creative in that time is difficult when it feels like you have the same exact perspective as every other person it's it becomes like what is my art what's my artistic statement the same thing as everybody else yeah that's a lot that's a lot on your shoulders
0: yeah absolutely um so so I wanted to the the how I discovered you guys was um Mm. the uh cowboy song um, and <laughs> the, the boys are back in town. That video <laughs> yeah. popped. That video popped up on my YouTube, and I watched yeah. it. I was blown away, man. So, I, and I remember sending it to my my dad's seventy one, right? And his favorite band of Thin Lizzy. Mm, so I sent him the yeah. video, and he was like, he was he messaged me back, and he was like, this is fucking brilliant. And then every week he would be like, is this week's song up yet? Is this week's song up yet? Talking about you guys, it, it was like a oh, massive highlight it. yeah and that's so i just found you through that and then i went in dude i finished all like the the seasons of two minutes like i caned to the, I binge watched them or like <laughs> it's honestly so so brilliant um and i know you've probably told this story a hundred times but where did the original seed for the idea for two minutes to late night
1: come from um, so I was, uh, a, I, I have told this before, but it's, it's okay. Cause I, uh, I remember new pieces about it every time <laughs> the initial, the initial idea came from a music video idea I was working on. There's a doom metal band in Brooklyn called God maker. They're, they're great. They're a great band. Um, but they, uh, we met at, at St. Vitus at a show and they, uh, I, I mentioned that I, you know, do video stuff, and they wanted a a music video, and they sent me their new album, and every song was like fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was so long. Like, and come on, guys. <laughs> I was like, "Do you don't have a radio edit? Like, what are we? <laughs> um, So I was trying to come up. They didn't. They're a local band. They don't have a budget for a music video. So all we could do was a performance video. And like as a as a music video, uh, like as you know, uh, performance videos are just like not the most interesting thing to do yeah. for yeah. a director. It's like it's cool to make a band look cool, but it doesn't do a lot for your resume. So I was thinking like, OK, what could what can we do with a performance video to make it unique? and my uh, roommate and co-creator of two minutes to late night uh like drew drew kaufman and i were just up late like we were at the time watching performances of rob zombie on different talk shows because <laughs> we thought it was so funny to watch like david letterman go like all right here promoting his new album La six sisto uh, here's <laughs> Here's Robert Zombie in White Zombie. Like, it's so funny <laughs> to watch that band specifically, like, performing on, like, these clean-cut shows. And all of them were, like, VHS rips and weird, like, s- like straggly, uh, like, uploads. So my initial I-, I then realized, I was like, oh, we should do a video, like, where it looks like the – the this do metal band is playing on a talk show 90s and we'll upload it and make it look like it's all vhs uh and kind of satanic and then like we came up with like little bits i was like yeah it should be like the uh like we can have a talk show host that's in like corpse paint but is is acting like he's just conan (laughs) o'brien and then like the more i like came up with like little details for the video. I was just like, I kind of just want to make this show now. <laughs> and then I never ended up making the music video for them. I'm sorry, boys, but that's <laughs> eventually that grows into two minutes late. And I'm like, Oh, we should just do a heavy metal talk show that looks exactly like, uh, that tries to look exactly like, uh, like a heavy metal wrapping paper over a nineties, uh, late night talk show.
0: And you, mate, you nailed that, but 100%, because that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, um, man. I can't believe no
1: one had thought of that idea previously. It's, they have. There's there's definitely other, like, Headbangers Ball is, like, kind of that, and, you know. But it wasn't uh, very
0: fun, if you know what I mean. Like,
1: it wasn't silly. It was like, no, this mm. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, there weren't a lot of, like, funny metal talk. Or I think it was... We wanted to do it because Drew and I have... We became friends because of, uh, like, I went to college at the same time... Uh, at the same college as his little brother. And, like, his little brother was like, Oh, you like the same bullshit music my brother, <laughs> like, like, you guys should meet. And we just made fun of the music in the same way like we found the the same things specifically funny like Beavis about parties. it kind of yeah <laughs> i i mean you know like we we i guess we like both understood since we had a lot of normie friends like we were aware of like how we looked to our normal friends and how how what the music sounded like to them so yeah yeah, yeah. i think it, we were able to make fun of it while loving it uh, in in a way that was similar and so it was easy to create like a comedic voice yeah for, you have to be that.
0: quite self-aware as a metal fan like it is ridiculous in the main so, you know, yeah, you, you, you have to it's take, insane. Yeah, yeah, it really is, man. Um, so the, the, the persona of, of Guarcenio Hall then, was that just an extension of, you know, oh, I, you were talking about, you wanted uh, a presenter to be in court's paint. Did the whole then, he, did he take on a life of his own, essentially, as you were working on the character?
1: So essentially, uh, I was not originally supposed to be the host of the show Oh, okay. <laughs> originally we wrote it for uh other like fellow uh heavy metal comedian dave hill yes okay yeah, yeah we love dave hill uh he does stuff on the show but the mm. way we built it and the way we were building like the dynamics between like uh the host character and mutoid man uh, like dave was like this seems to be more of like he he was like i i think that this is gonna be more of a high energy performance which is not what i do and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were like yeah. totally we get it um and we were gonna like rework the character and then he uh like he got hired this is this is like we were doing this in like 2014 2015 so he was like uh, he, we were going to switch roles. We were going to have a different host and he was going to be like the sidekick. And then we lost Dave for the pilot episode because he had to go, uh, interview Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway for E! <laughs> that movie, the, the intern. So we were like, fuck, uh, like Nick. From Mutoid Man was supposed to take over as the host since he's more high energy than Dave. But then we were like, okay, we lost Dave and we don't have a lot of rehearsal time. I know these uh I, I know the beats. I know how to get through the script. Like, let's just shoot this pilot with me. I'll be the Guarcenio character and we'll figure it out later. Like, we just need it, we were pitching it to Like a website at the time so we were like let's just get the idea out there and be like here's the template for for the thing and then like we we got it together uh but the guy we knew at that website he got fired (laughs) and we were just (laughs) done with this episode we like had this pilot that no one knew existed like they didn't the website didn't own the pilot or anything So we just were, we, at that point we were like, I don't know, let's just put it out and see what people think. Like we were doing a lot of other sketches at the time. Like, um, even with mutoid man, we were just doing some silly stuff. And so we just threw it online and then, uh, people wrote wrote about it (laughs) and yeah.
0: It's wild to think, isn't it? That your, your little idea that ended up in rolling stone at at one point over the last couple of years, like what (laughs)
1: Like, Rolling Rolling stones doing a great job, uh, at, you know, highlighting people that are making content. That's also trying to be like helpful and a little bit Mm. unique. So I, I appreciate, I appreciate being included in that to have, uh, we have immense respect and love and we love working with Sonny from hate56 oh yeah uh, if yeah, you don't yeah. if you don't know his yeah. uh, like the big hardcore archive like trying to film every show in existence uh, it's it's fucking great he's yeah, he's, he's incredible yeah um to be included in uh, in one of the things that rolling stone like took the time to write about is is great we we feel honored um so yeah that's very cool that's also when my family was like i think maybe this uh this uh comedy thing (laughs) it might be uh working out a little bit for you you're not just wasting your time i don't know yeah when are you getting a real job jordan (laughs) that has been the question for most of my life
0: (laughs) as as someone with a real job man don't do it is my only advice just sometimes you gotta yeah I hear you, man but but um I know I know you probably get asked this a lot man but mm. have you got future plans for more series of the show in its
1: original format I think uh I, I think the hard part about it is it took a really long like we we Patreon funded the first season yeah yeah you know and we wanted to, we wanted to pay everybody uh, like a proper rate mm. to actually make the show. But with the Patreon funds, it took like a year to finish paying off everybody for helping us make that season. And it was really exhausting. It's hard to do on our own. So we're still, you know, oh, we're we're always open to doing more episodes of the show like we love it it's just we want to be realistic and we don't want to be asking people to we don't want to be asking people to you know donate their time and their skills and not get properly paid for it so we're shot we're we're trying to figure out where we can take this thing but websites are are dropping like flies like you know you see tv channels going like we're done with scripted television and it's like okay (laughs) cool what the fuck is this gonna be uh so we're just waiting to see i guess like where where there's like an opening for a show that essentially is just like a big advertisement for music because that's what a talk show is at the end of the day it is an advertisement for whoever the guest is it's like it's like you know like go see my movie or like listen to my album and it's you know, even still at this time, it's hard for artists to promote their tours and guarantee that the tour is gonna happen. So if we shot an episode and put it up a month later and they're like, you know, go see us on this tour, that tour might not even be happening. And then what the what the hell is the point? Yeah. So we are, we're, we wanna do it. We just, you know, it's just gotta be, we, we gotta find the right uh like partner for the show and also just i guess the right time to be able to be useful to the music community as a talk show
0: yeah i'd say it's cool that you still got that possibility though that one day it will happen you know the door's not totally yeah the door's not completely shut it's time it's time to take out james Corden, isn't it let's
1: be fair (laughs) he's he's giving it up i we're (laughs) available yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and we're pro union so that's that's so <laughs> yeah, <funny. laughs> yeah. <sighs> um so
0: quickly going from there um then jordan not fast wrestling is now one of my new favorite things um oh shit. <laughs>
1: how, how
0: did how did you get involved in that because you colin and alicia look like you're having the most fun doing that doing that uh doing that show every week it, it's so it's so good So I, how did I get into doing
1: that show or just wrestling? Yeah, yeah.
0: How did did you get into, um, you know, link up with Notfest and and Colin and and getting involved doing that?
1: So Colin uh, and I met uh, doing uh, like uh, an episode of the Two Minutes podcast. Uh, Drew actually invited him to be a guest on an episode of our show festival Schmestival, where we just had a guest today (laughs) (laughs) it's really good putting in the work
0: it's really good yeah i'm I'm a signed up butthole to your patreon man so
1: oh (laughs) dude thank you (laughs) that's a pleasure man thank you so much man i hope it's it's uh worth it we are you know we we haven't been doing that podcast for that channel because uh I'll just say it now, like we're trying to work it into being an actual not fest show. That's actually how I got in contact with oh, not fest. Wicked, okay. It's because they hit us up to do some content and we, we were like, we literally have a show about festivals. Your website is about festivals. Let's go. We should go. We're still working out um to launch that but it was a lot easier when they were um they were also working with colin and colin and i became friends after that episode um and i feel like you know his the singer of his band is into wrestling so we talked about wrestling a lot oh cool we are we're musicians and we ended up doing uh some music for his singer brody king and his tag team partner And I feel like that kind of built the idea for the wrestling show is the original segment was like, was, let's just do the entrance remixes. And it turned into people wanting to hear about us, like hear us just talk about wrestling news also at the same time, which is fun. uh, But I have the most psychotic wrestling opinions of all time. so sorry
0: <laughs> no that's that's what makes the dynamic so great i i love that uh, on the top 10 ones especially mm. uh, the, when you watch the the streams back you'll say something and you'll get colin will give you that look he's like what they can't it's, believe it. it's so it's so funny to watch like the dynamic between
1: you guys well, he's been watching just wrestling. Here's the thing: I'm realizing, like, it, it, wrestling is the weirdest art form because it has it it has existed for so long, and each it's not like music or a movie where you put one piece of content out for, like, you know, uh, and that's your that's your work for a year or whatever. Wrestling is two to three times a week yeah you move yeah. your story forward yeah. so there's just pieces of this shit that i don't everyone has their <laughs> assumption about what wrestling is because of <laughs> like wwe in the 90s or whatever but there's there's still so much more that i have to learn and i got into wrestling through watching it with drag queens originally oh, so yes, i have I, a very yeah unique perspective on (laughs) we'll call it unique quote unquote uh uh, (laughs) colin will call it frustrating Uh, (laughs) i you know i have very specific things that i look for when i watch wrestling like i'm here mostly for like comedy and for the sports side of it i like watching it as a like i see the benefit of a sport that's predetermined is that you get to decide who your champion is and you thus decide who gets the platform yeah so i think watching it through that is and seeing how you know diverse you how how you can tell diverse stories through that is what's most interesting to me so laughing and also diverse platforms are kind of why i'm into it the most and i'm learning through colin and you know a lot of uh my new wrestler friends like how to how to watch and appreciate you know wrestling wrestling more yeah yeah as like, an art,
0: yeah as an art form how to uh yeah i, I hear you man like totally i would i i kind of ducked i was massive into wrestling as a youngster. um <laughs> in the 90s i ducked out of it but uh AEW is what's brought me back so then like hearing you guys talking about it every week I-, I feel like it's such a great thing because you feel like you're part of just a conversation and some friends talking and you're a oh, real part of it and that's how it that's how it feels so yeah it's really cool man
1: man that feels great uh to know man i i'm glad that you enjoy it i'm i like i'm totally fine talking about my oh, talking about wrestling and talking to my friends i'm glad people enjoy that i hope you guys also enjoy the 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 chaos of the entrance theme segment that's, that that's my favorite part still that
0: is the best thing on tv at the moment On it's that every <laughs> like every week
1: the, the uh that's insane the, to say but
0: the cotton I, jerry yeah. bitman has me in fucking fit and this week the uh cotton eye entertainment was cotton eyed wrestling i will yeah. wear i i think i tweeted oh, no! you guys yeah that was... we lost our friend yeah. dad he, he might be back but um Ooh. yeah i tweeted there he is wait there he is i tweeted you guys i would wear the fuck out of a cotton eye wrestling t-shirt so if you uh if you ever make one man
1: my... <laughs> i uh, like <laughs> we 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 joke about how like we're 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 like if if the Slipknot guys find out that we're doing that like we'll be fired <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to make that shirt I it's, would love to it's so good um so Jordan
0: let's then dive a little bit into your uh sort of story with music what um were you brought up in a sort of a musical household did you have a lot of music around you as a kid Um
1: uh, not honestly not really my uh my dad liked very specific classical music he played piano a little bit but it always kind of felt like not specifically for me uh like i i feel like my mom my dad of right before my parents like had me apparently sold all of my mom's vinyl Just like, or just like threw it away. And my mom was like, What the fuck? (laughs) And so I I grew up in a house that was like rebuilding its music collection and they were exhausted. And so just like, you know, my, uh, like, even I remember being in like the car with my parents and they would just like have two CDs. It was like a. It was like Sting and Seal, and then I think like a Rolling Stones CD. So I just I, I I feel like music was something I always wanted to get into, but I had I had no guide. My older brothers uh, were sixteen when I was born, so by the time I'm like two, they're out of the house. Oh yeah, no so yeah. I'm, I'm I man. <laughs> I was on my own, and I uh I I I think I was just trying to pick up whatever i remember the first time that i like i the first it's lame to say but like the first music i liked was like bach you know like (laughs) i thought it was because that's just the selection that i had i I, like from my like dad's uh interests or whatever yeah man you can only work with
0: what you've got in front of you as as a kid like pre pre internet and pre spotify and youtube and all that stuff what you had in front of you is what what you had to work with man
1: yeah totally and then i remember just uh at school one day like you know i i would get into you know whatever whatever i would just whatever song was like popular i would be like yeah i guess i like that song because that's just the (laughs) only music that i know (laughs) until i feel like my i heard my friend talking about corn on the playground one day Oh, and just, like, mention, like, oh, dude, this stuff, uh, it's really, like, fucked up and scary. And I think at the time I was getting really into, like, scary, like, horror movies. Just, we we'll just get, when you're in, in like, middle school or primary school, um, just kids are essentially, like, daring each other to, like, watch stuff or yeah. listen to yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I hear Korn talked about the same way that, like, you know halloween and and nightmare and elm street is being talked about i'm like i gotta hear this and then i got so much more out of it i think i loved i just corn was the first band that i they were my first favorite band for sure and they get me on the on the track to metal because i think it's it's right as like issues is out and then untouchables happens and they play I remember the MTV uh, Metallica Icon show thing, and then that I think that that started my Metallica journey, and it just all kind of have from there. It just like that's the inciting incident. Yeah, man, one band opens the door, doesn't it?
0: And like I think I've said I've said before, when you're young or, or whatever age you are, and you discover heavy music, you have like a reaction. Your reactions are like, "What the fuck is this?" or oh what the fuck is this like yeah no one ever hears like slayer or Pantera or whoever and it's like oh that's all right like you you either yeah. go that <laughs> way or you go that way and like yeah once that door's open
1: man like it's a whole new world <laughs> totally yeah that's i think that and that's i uh i think my favorite part about metal music is that it's uh Is the variety of it. Like it's the every music, every style of music, I think, has like the ability to be emotional and poignant. Mm. But metal is kind of the only one that allows itself to be that silly.
0: And that's why I. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of why I enjoy doing the show and covering songs from, you know, all these different genres and making them metal is to try to be like come and play in this sandbox like it's (laughs) silly you can be silly like it can be cool but mostly like every now and then you have I mean now everyone has covered uh Kate Bush yeah but when we when we did it three years ago it was just to be like not all of these are gonna be silly like some of these are just gonna be like like it's it's kind of sounds uh like a big beautiful Macedon song with Emma Ruth Rundle um yeah, so, you know uh, the variety is what is the most exciting to me I would say
0: yeah 100 um I mean a lot of your your Rush cover um made me go down a rush uh one hole because I'd never really listened to them before um but you they, and me both man <laughs> dude they're, they're one of them bands that you know you hear so much about and I don't know. I get I get really like when a band has a massive back catalogue. I'm like, I'm not going there because I don't want to spend an hour listening to something and then the fans be like, "That's the shit one. Why did you start that?" <laughs> like, like, so yeah, 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 yeah. Your your cover, hearing it done with modern production and a, and a more metal leaning sound and Cloudy fucking amazing vocals. Like, I went and listened to it, and now I really like a fair bit of their stuff. So it is like. Not only can you take a song, like you said, make it a little bit silly and get people into uh, listening to metal, but you also get the metal people veering off the other way and checking out other shit that they might not have heard of.
1: I love I love hearing that because that is the goal. That's yeah. the whole – it's a celebration of metal, but it's also a celebration of every other genre through through metal because I feel, you know – uh, uh, some people can be can just stick in one genre a little bit too much hey, yeah and we want to we want to counteract that. this is the genre I know best yeah. so I know how to work with it uh like I that that's just that's why it's a metal show is just because like this, this is the bullshit that I know this is just the one I I I like learning about other music through doing this too and the, Rush is one of them like Rush mm. is a before the cover, Rush is a band, I did not it wasn't my idea. That was the rush cover is all Bill from Mastodon. From wow. like he had a good I he had a good time doing the Kate Bush cover with us awesome. three years ago. And he was like, Hey, uh, what if we covered uh what if we did like a rush song with like um Danny from Tool and Les Claypool? And I was like, Well, well, the FBI has seen that you have texted me this and <laughs> if I say no, they're going to kill me. So yeah, let's do it. I don't know it like I know that I knew that Steve Brodsky from Mutoid Man and Caven, who's regular on the show was like, I know that he loves rush. So I'm going to make I'm going to put this will become a uh like a a project between Steve and Bill. And then I think Steve because claudio has been you know compared to getty lee his entire career Mm -hmm. yeah it's not fair it's real to the point where it's like it is a a comparison that is that feels like a plague at a certain point Mm -hmm. um and claudio admitted that he's he's like yeah i don't i not really i didn't really know rush before people started comparing me to him and at a certain point it it's it's annoying, but I think Steve is probably the only guy who like, just on the surface made like, <laughs> he's such an old school, he's like a before uh, Coheed Coheed's era musician, and is always yeah. kind of off in his own world, like doesn't he's not the biggest social media guy or anything, so I think you know, Steve just went like you know? You know who might sound pretty good on this Rush cover? <laughs> Claudio. Like he's my buddy. Like like he I think he like he's the only person brave enough and like a little bit just like not like <laughs> yeah. Not aware yeah. of the to- like he's like I think Claudio might sound pretty good singing some Rush. <laughs> and Steve is also the right guy cuz Steve is a legend. He's everyone everyone yeah. loves and respects yep. steve like i yeah. think if we did not like accidentally have mutoid man as our house band we would not have access to all these cool musicians we wouldn't we it wouldn't have uh worked out the way that it did um without him so it's all yeah all the, all credit of that song goes to bill and steve i just do like a little bit of guitar harmony and i do a little bit of vocal harmony and that's kind of it and i you know after that day i was like i guess i'm gonna listen to 2112
0: that's exactly like, that's exactly what i did yeah yeah it was yeah. um it was a lovely time as well I have to say like it was pleasantly pleasantly surprised man um yeah it's cool so the next question we normally ask here we normally ask about like sort of first albums you bought and everything but what I kind of want to do instead is point people in the direction of your uh, your YouTube channel and make sure they oh, go okay. check out Grassini <laughs> high school uh, CD reviews, which are oh wow, dude! I love the new format that you've taken it to, like like an actual show um, with guests and stuff. It's so yeah, it's it's so cool. Because obviously they were little snippets before, weren't they? Like little five minute reviews. Um, yeah. But yeah, the new format where you actually do a deep dive in is really cool. Um, awesome, man. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't want to ruin that. I'd rather people go out and check out your YouTube channel and check out those uh, those high school reviews because I just finished the Throwdown one today and uh, does Throwdown one of your favorite bands, wasn't it? So like, yeah, that was... yeah, man, that was wicked.
1: Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> oh, awesome, dude! Those guys are the CD reviews were. A lot of fun because it really it really started organically mm-hmm. where it was like my mom was moving and she was like, I found your old CD booklets. Do you want these? And I was I literally texted her. I was like, now nah, you can throw them away. And she was like, well, too bad. I already mailed them to you. That's <laughs> that's real. That is how it happened. And then I was uh I was like, it'd be fun to, like, listen to all of these. Like to just put myself on blast, yeah, and go through every album that I had and give it a review with a modern uh, ear. It did turn into a situation where I was like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna have to bring in guests at a certain point because uh, I, I was, I think I did like my. Th- fourth afi review in a row and i was like <laughs> yeah. i'm fucking running out of shit <laughs> to say about bands that, like if it's a band i like i'm like yeah it's rocks <laughs> like uh at a, i i can only praise it uh so much or i will you know i'll i'll have put the take out there yeah. already It's, it exists like what else yeah what else can i say so the new format is a lot of fun it also gives me a reason to interview somebody Mm -hmm. you know that isn't the normal like we have something i like that this is that this is the icebreaker i had never met dave or matt this is the first time we ever talked i dm'd them i was like hey we're doing i have vendetta in the cd book like do you want to talk about this so that's that's the first interaction you know the I think the one that everybody hates, but is actually my favorite one that I've done so far of the new format, is me and Buddy from Census Fail talking about suicidal tendencies. Yes, because yeah, yeah, I found yeah. out about suicidal tendencies through their cover of Institutionalized on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. And bringing him on, and immediately he's like, Yeah, I don't, they, suggested that we cover it i don't know a lot of suicidal they're not (laughs) i'm not that into them and then we still have then we're just it's like okay great what's the conversation gonna be now and it turned into something else it just turned into i think a very unique conversation people i understand that i'm gonna i will say i'm gonna do like a makeup suicidal tendencies discussion episode with someone who's more informed to 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 give back to folks that really wanted some suicidal yeah. tendencies gushing. Uh, but I still think that that interview is extremely interesting. And we hundred oh, percent. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Amazing. He didn't even know what the fuck the show was. So he was showing up <laughs> cold and it was I'm like, I had never met this guy. So we were just going in and trying to have this conversation. And it's uh to me, it's really interesting. Um, can I suggest Ben
0: Weinman for the uh, suicidal tendencies one? He's actually, so he's, uh, you know, he's actually in the band, so
1: that would be, uh, yeah, that would be sick, man. You know, we've already talked. I, I thought about Ben for it, but I've interviewed Ben for so many different shows twice <laughs> on my own, yeah. And literally, the finale of Two Minutes is him talking yeah. about being in suicidal tendencies. So I feel like it's covered ground a little bit but fuck it we'll just we can i'll I'll, i was thinking about making ben talk about it some more but um it might be ben it might be somebody else i just want i'm gonna bring someone on who's really passionate yeah and maybe that'll be ben uh but if not if it's not ben we we've we do a whole discussion about him in that band on the the finale of Two Minutes to Late Night, so watch all yeah. the episodes and then <laughs> Come and again. then that. Don't watch the finale like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, don't work backwards, man. Um, That's so crazy. What
0: were the what was the first sort of um, rock or metal shows that you that you
1: can remember going to? Um, the first the first show I ever went to was Audio Slave. Uh, at fiddler's green in colorado uh, my dad had to take me because <laughs> i was in eighth grade and i remember i think it was like right as like right before right as the audio the first audio slave album dropped and i was like oh my god it's rage against the machine and Soundgarden as one thing that sounds so Come cool on. oh my god <laughs> um uh, and i still i like I liked it a lot. I had a great time. Uh, but that was my first big one. And then I think my first small show was, I think, going to see a local, like, scene kid hardcore show at Rock Island in Denver, Colorado. I, um, fuck, uh, there was this, there was a like, kind of a metalcore screamo band, uh, like, uh, bleeding through style band called Lenore okay uh, named after the, the 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 like the book character they're from I've never talked about them about this on anything so this is this is fun they're they're the first local show I see and I was like oh my god I love this and then <laughs> I I love tiny local hardcore shows they're uh, a lot of fun I, there was another band that played and I can't Remember what their um, what their band was. They're, they're, it, they had like a Texas uh, in the title name, but oh, they t- weren't. They weren't Texas is the reason. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, Texas is the reason. Not Texas yeah. is the reason because that's like emo, mm. <laughs> and and they rock. Uh, but they were called. They were. Uh, they were also really good. I had a really it, like, it just finding out that there was a hardcore scene yeah uh felt felt big it felt like i found you know whenever you find your local scene you're like ah my people yeah and then and then it's it's kind of not that but you still it's an exciting moment for sure did you have did you grow up in um new york then jordan no i grew up i was born uh, my history of places (laughs) that's born i was born in in new york but i was born in rochester new york but my entire family is from like queens like the nanny fran drescher queens um uh and they all talk like fran drescher um (laughs) so queens feels like where i'm from because of my whole family but i was born in rochester and then my family when I was four years old, moved to Colorado, and I grew up. I then spent four ages four to eighteen in Colorado, and then okay. I went immediately back to uh, to New York to go to film school.
0: So, as you were getting into music, then you were in a pretty f- cool place for like venues and bands playing and you know stuff going on like all the time.
1: Cut. Co- Honestly, not really. It was a really. It was a really sparse scene. Oh, you know, okay. like we had we only had a few bands. Like it was Lenore, the other Texas band, and then like two other there was no metal scene. I remember specifically that uh it felt like the metal scene in Colorado was single-handedly built by Ethan McCarthy of Primitive Man. <laughs> and he was an primitive man. At the time, he had a band. He had a grindcore band called "Clinging to the Trees of the Forest Fire," and that motherfucker was fighting through so much shit because the uh, the ve- the local venues only wanted like us, uh, like a screamo flat ironed hair band. Yeah. So he's putting on metal shows in his like apartment, and, and like I had a I think I had like a grindcore band. A short-lived very short-lived grindcore band that played in his apartment <laughs> like and and i i just remember uh like that guy went through so much shit. so the mecca of heavy music that denver is now like they have so many good doom bands primitive man uh like wayfarer uh um, oh, wayfarer brilliant ke- ke- chemists Okay, mm. Colorado, so many. There's others, I'm sorry. Uh, there's the Snake Band, I forget what they are. The The Serpents. The Serpents of the Thing, I'm sorry, I forgot <laughs> the band name. Uh, but there's just... Colorado Metal is incredible, and it's entirely owed to Ethan McCarthy. He did it all himself. It's him and, like, a little bit of Maris the Great, uh, but uh, who is... A big inspiration to me as a metal comedian if you don't know maris the great he was our he was like a one-man guar character uh he was like our town's elvira and he participated in all like aggressive music shows he was just a very fun character uh he had a he he's a uh he is a gay man so he had a he is a punk band whose, uh, name I can't say as a straight person, <laughs> it was Maris. Maris the great and the people of death. Uh, <laughs> Google them fucking awesome Maris. We love, I love, I love Maris. I would love to get, I love to do something with Maris. Uh, but it's, he's hard to find. Um, but yeah, huge. Uh, I think that, yeah, metal in Colorado. Uh, struggled when I was a teenager. I was the only... I felt like I for a long time, I was like the only metal kid in my friend group. You know, as I talk about on the CD reviews, all my friends were into Pop Punk and Screamo, and I did my best to get into it. There's some of that stuff that I still like, but mostly it was a lot of me suppressing my love for metal and, you know, watching someone like Ethan passionately fight for it. Like for the... For the metal that, uh, the the most purposeful version of metal, yeah, the version that uh, has a message and wants to frighten people and repulse yeah. people, it's that guy fucking rules. And he saved that town. He created the scene in that town. So yeah, is s-
0: such a strong. Every band you mentioned there, like the my, the Chemist album was, I have not stopped listening to oh, it since it came out, man. Like beautiful, yeah beautiful absolutely beautiful stuff um so what was your what was your first sort of dives into actually playing in bands yourself um did you start playing guitar uh a younger
1: age or was that did that come later as well I think I always wanted to I started playing when I was in eighth grade um I never really had a band that stuck like this is two minutes is kind of the the most consistent thing I've ever done musically. Um, I just, I would start bands. We would, you know, I, I, I never really had like the confidence to drive my own project. I was a really shy kid growing up. And so I was never, ever really like the leader of the project. So I would just be kind of doing what I'm told. And usually, uh, what happened is, is that, you know, uh like i would i had I, every band i had was we'd start the band two of the members would get in a fight we'd play a show uh <laughs> we'd break up middle of recording so I, it's like none of my projects even existed a lot of the band names like i can't even remember the name of my first band i remember the grindcore band was called like amwar of doom which is like a Aquatine teen hunger force reference uh <laughs> and yeah i don't know i've never had uh much consistent uh like band stuff but i just played guitar uh as much as i can how wild is that though
0: That you've gone from like none of your bands ever sort of stuck around or did and now you're playing guitar with danny carey and uh, (laughs) and bill keller and you know like marty friedman and people like this dude
1: like what the fuck must be fucking mind-blowing man it feels I, it feels For unfair <laughs> it feels not i don't i i feel like i haven't i it feels like i haven't earned it to be honest <laughs> like um I, I hear you man you, but I hear i'm that. i i i i'm grateful uh that it's happened mm. and that this is like a format that people want to uh participate in you know I guess I'm just mostly grateful for, you know, uh like again, Mutoid Man for agreeing to do the show. Like we didn't I didn't know. I knew Ben Kohler was in Converge, but I didn't know about Caven uh with Steve Brodsky. So like the the fact that these legends, the who are also vir- virtuosos like you know, uh agreed to let me like play some music with them like even sometimes their own songs for the good of the the whole idea of the yeah. show like that that is what it has allowed me to you know essentially play with you know a lot of my of like almost all of my heroes i think i think i've i think the it's fucked up but i think i've like almost <laughs> played guitar or done something with, like, every musician I like that's alive, which is insane. It's so killer, man. To but, think about. But your, you know, your
0: your whole personality and when when you're, you would, if I, you would never know that you didn't have that musical background when you watch, uh, when I watch you up on that stage, you're, you, you look like a you've got star appeal. Like, when you're up, do, oh, you know, do you know what I mean? You have that larger than life personality when you're when you're up on that stage as grassenio so i i don't think anyone i would never know that you i would have thought that you were in that world of people for years do you know what i mean as a musician so that's i that's how it sort of comes across to me so
1: well they uh, hey i will that's great i'm glad it's, it's a, <laughs> a testament to fake it till you make it i guess <laughs> uh, but i uh you know uh, in, in those performances i definitely uh i definitely put like stage presence over playing so uh, some of the some of the playing is not the cleanest of all time when we're on stage <laughs> so you know you do what you can but i uh you know uh i i appreciate i i just i i try to not look at it when i'm playing on these songs or doing whatever i don't i don't i i want it to be not about me as much as possible like i'm there for like fun i'm i want to just be the glue like even as like the talk show host i was like okay my job here is to just be the steering wheel to get us where we gotta go like I want to be a thing that allows mutoid man to be as funny and silly as they can be to make sure the guest has as good a time. And all I got to do is get us to the end. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about like whenever I build one of these covers, I play everything at the beginning and then I figure out what, what I'm going to play at the end, depending on who wants to be a part of the song. So I'm like, here's the idea because and i will come up with i'll build the cover myself the vibe of it usually because i'll i'll be like this is a song i want to highlight and i think that this is the way to play it it to the vibe that will do that will give it uh its best shot at being liked by metal people and also people who like the original Mm -hmm. uh like a, a way to appreciate it in the new genre yeah and then you know i'm just there to fill whatever shoe i gotta and that's what, it's honestly why for the hardcore summer series which is still coming out we still have other hardcore songs oh, nice. uh we're building we're i think they're, they're coming out like four four at a time like <laughs> <laughs> you know like here's four then we'll rest it's probably going to keep going into the fall or whatever because oh, i'm having a good time yeah but with these hardcore bands it's it's more for them i'm like they don't fucking need me it's the, i want them to you know uh do the tribute to the people their peers yeah in their in their circle mm-hmm. and to their heroes the way that they want to so i yeah. everybody all those like i don't touch those i'm not a i'm just there to help coordinate I'm like essentially just like a production coordinator and then i'll mosh and if something (laughs) desperately needs something at the very like if there's a gang vocal i'll get in on yeah if there's like a a harmony vocal i'll get in on it but i'm not playing guitar i'm not that's a platform for these other musicians and that's really at the end of the day what two minutes to late night is is a platform for other people to be creative so mm. I I'm grateful that I get to participate sometimes but I really don't want it to be about like uh like who Jordan Olds gets to play with yeah it's really yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really about the other musicians yeah. interacting with each other
0: yeah yeah I hear you man that's a it's a it's a really nice perspective to look at it uh from I think um so outside of sort of heavy music uh Jordan is there Are there other, uh, what other genres do you, uh, are you into that you like to,
1: are you a hip-hop guy? Are you a pop guy or? I love, I I feel like um as I've, as I've like grown older, I think I don't like genres and I don't even, I don't even know if I like, this is going to sound really up my ass, but I don't even know if I like, (laughs) bands entirely i like like full albums i think uh, it, yeah. like there's yeah, always yeah. Yeah. even with my favorite bands like there's usually just like an album that i'm visiting when i'm there like when i want to listen to metallica i'm just i'm honestly i'm just listening to ride the lightning um mostly i'm now participating in uh and justice for all a little more because i have I have Apple music and I can put justice for Jason on my phone. It's just <laughs> Yeah. <man>. Like <laughs> the album and Justice for All is too hard to listen to, even though I like a lot of stuff from it. But yeah, I'm kinda I'm just I just I find the album that I get most attached to and that's kinda what I listen to most of the time. And there's just albums over all types of genres that I, I hear yeah uh I, I love I love I love every genre. I think that there's an artist or albums that I like in kind of anything. I don't there's no it's corny but there is no such thing as like a bad genre. There I, no, that's I, true. That's I true. and I all, yeah. and I think these days the uh, like everything but hip hop and country like those people are don't exist anymore. I think everybody like like every, like there's beautiful country that's not just like Bud Light and uh, like hitting Fire. your wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Tyler Tyler Childers is will break your heart. That that guy is an unbelievable musician and songwriter. Uh, Sturgill Simpson is unbelievable. As far as like country has incredible artists. I think you can count um, uh, Orville Peck is unbelievable like modern country ha- will shatter you more than most like uh sad metal albums to be honest
0: So yeah i think having the world of music at your fingertips as well i don't think there's an excuse anymore for just uh writing off a whole style of music without totally. without diving into it man like you've got you've got it there just try it you know like
1: who there's knows what good get out of it yeah, if, if someone's like, I'm not into blank genre, it's like, dude, you haven't heard the version it, of it that you exactly. do like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because like, there's, like, technically Testament and Primitive Man are the same, like, genre. They're yeah. both metal. Yeah. They're completely fucking different. Like, mm-hmm. my, my, my girlfriend was not a metal person. But she's now found all this metal that she loves. Like, she loves Converge, Blood Moon. She loves the Chelsea War. Like, Lingua Ignota is her favorite artist in the world now. Amazing. And also, vice versa, uh, she's gotten me into a lot of different stuff. Like, um, I, I, like, we're putting out a cover on Monday of uh, her favorite band. And, like... They were a ba- they're like one of i think the most like poked poked fun at bands of all time and i made fun of them a lot too but like she's like i've heard i've now heard like a couple of albums yeah. from them their early catalog where i was like shit's fucking incredible there's a reason that they're huge i think i know who you're talking thing.
0: about yeah i think i know who you're talking about and if it is them i'm a fan as well so like fair, cool. yeah man that's cool we'll,
1: we'll see We'll yeah. s- uh, like let me know i'll hit you up on monday conference. and
0: i'll be like yes i knew it." don't that. lie to me <laughs> if knew who it was cool <laughs> i um... promise i promise um right then so we want to play a little game very quickly jordan before we uh right. before we go into the last cool. question we're going to give you it's an either or round. we're just going to give you two things and you just got to pick one or the other essentially so cool i'll start off jane doe or we are the romans
1: Oh, God. Um. Uh, I think I think I'm going to pick Um, I'm going to pick Jane Doe only because we are the Romans is newer to me. OK, yeah, I like I I learned about botched through being friends with Drew. I hadn't listened to it till later. I've had Jane Doe in my life for a longer period yeah. of time. And I think the experiment of that album itself is fascinating yeah, to me. The concept of just like, what if everything was distorted? <laughs> like everything, <laughs> everything, and shaping it, I just think it's, I think it's uh, it's cool. But like, I think, I, I, I'm only not picking Botch just because it just hasn't been in my life yeah. as long. Yeah, I, I think I might. And it's newer to me, so I think I would. If you made me listen to one of those, ask me which one I actually wanted to listen to hmm. right now. I would pick Botch, Botch because yeah. I just haven't, I just haven't spent as much time with it, and I want to. Yeah, want more time with yeah. Botch. They're great. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. Oh my God. Um. I, so Stone Cold Steve Austin, I will acknowledge as, like, the most important wrestler of all time. Like, his, honestly, I don't think the, I don't think that The Rock even becomes as big of an icon if it isn't for being the catalyst to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, like, he's still the blueprint for success in the entire industry. Yeah. Um if it literally if it isn't for him not like re- wrestling is 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 niche forever. It never has a mainstream boom. He is the main I think he he's bigger than Hulk Hogan. Uh but I'm going to pick The Rock for a pain in the ass reason and that's because he I think when you I realized like this year that technically, The Rock is an Elvis impersonation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> a yeah, fact? He does like a load of Elvis covers, doesn't he? He's. I realized I was like, oh my god, he's an <laughs> the earliest <laughs> incarnation of The Rock is is he's Elvis. He has the sideburns. He's calling himself The Rock yeah. instead of calling himself the King. Like, that's what the gimmick is. Then the fact... So, when you... So, the sheer concept that an Elvis impersonator is the highest-paid actor in the world right now (laughs) and is being mocked like, in his... The fact that, like, uh, an Elvis impersonator, like, could throw his wig in, in, like, a... Uh, uh, to to be like the most important entertainment figure of all time is hilarious and i respect the grift and i respect <laughs> the hustle so i'm gonna go the rock for the sheer fact that he's an elvis impersonator the of the man. <laughs> it's so fucking funny that it's an elvis impersonation so i gotta go that i gotta go the rock on that
0: all right See. i'm uh sorry for this one jordan uh David Lee Roth or Sammy
1: Hagar? Oh, I'm sorry. David David Lee Roth, but I do not hate Sammy Hagar. Okay, cool. I don't hate him, but David Lee Roth is the greatest frontman of all time. Of all time. It does not get better than him. He's just... He's a freak of nature, and I love him. Agreed. (laughs) Method man or ice cube? Oh, God. Um i think uh i i think i like method man uh method man's flow and his body of work a little bit better but the versatility of ice cube cannot be undenied like ice cube participates in more genres he also is genuinely an incredible screen presence like uh like regardless of like you know his his like versatility in acting or whatever whenever he's on screen he is compelling like you when you watch boys in the hood or even the fridays like the fact that he's essentially doing the same thing but is equally compelling (laughs) dramatically as he is comedically it fucking rocks ice cube rocks so Method Man, uh, I, I wins in in the actual like I like Method Man songs more and is the Wu I like I'm more of a Wu Tang guy, but Ice Cube overall for just the amount of stuff he's been able to do, and like and Method Man has acted what and only how high in Garden State so yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: neither I don't know, n- right? yeah, of them I don't know if it counts I don't think yeah <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, judas priest or motorhead oh god um oh i know it's a sin to most people but i'm gonna go judas priest judas priest for the i again i think it comes down to ver- variety yeah the fact that judas priest yeah, yeah 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 like they've been every type of band yeah they put mm-hmm. out turbo and people are like this is too wimpy and then they and they they the fact that painkiller comes after that
0: (laughs) they so ridiculous
1: when you think about it like uh, that's an incredible fuck you that i don't even think was intended to be directly a fuck you yeah but it is yeah robs i thought here's how fucked here's why it's really judas priest uh for me and it's because I found out about Tim Ripper Owens. I never had heard his stuff, and when I was getting into the Judas Priest catalog, I heard Painkiller, and since I don't, ha- I didn't have a guide, I assumed that Painkiller was Tim Ripper, Tim Ripper Owens. Okay. I thought that that was a Tim Ripper. I was like, people are, sh- maybe are shitting on this guy too much. So like, this kind of kicks a lot of ass. <laughs> um... I do actually. I do actually. I think that Jugulator is a pretty good album. Like lyrically, it's dog shit, but as an actual, like the music is great. The melodies are great. Um, but like, I don't know. Rob is the fucking shit. You know, you can't like, dude. For like, uh, this is gonna sound uh really fucked up, but I think that there could. I I feel like there could have maybe been uh i'm not gonna actually say this i was gonna say there maybe could have been another motorhead but no there couldn't have been um but the uh like the the fact that like rob is really the first successful like queer uh member of like the rock and roll scene that Mm -hmm. like when you think about it like he's Mm -hmm. he's People were like, he came out in the nineties. I was like, that's the only—that's only because that's the first time anyone asked him the question. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he he's, was
0: pretty obvious, guys. Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, it fucking <laughs> completely rocks. He tricked the entire metal scene into dressing in BDSM yeah. <laughs> gear. <laughs> Judas Priest fucking <laughs> rules. They uh, just for the yeah. so yeah for their variety. Um and what they've done, I gotta go. I gotta go. Judas Priest. I fucking love Motorhead. Though I'm not. Yes, yeah, I man. Yeah, I'd like. Yeah. How can you not? Uh,
0: yeah. Exactly. Exactly that.
1: Yeah. Um, trust kill or Ferret? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, oh my one. god. One fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that a, um, that was a good one. I. Mostly because, like, dude, those two labels get me into hardcore. Like, I'm in my CD booklet. I have progression to regression from Ferret and blood, sweat, and ten years from Trustkill. Those are literally the two things I bought those on the same day. So to me, they're both inciting incidents to me getting into hardcore. Um I think I'm. <laughs> i think i might have to pick ferret just because like Treskill. i love i love 18 visions i love throwdown uh but like i think you know a ba- a band like every time i die has more of an impact on me like
0: didn't ferret have um did they they did of malice and magnum heart by
1: misery signals as well didn't they I think. they did they had that they also had um they have i think they had nora and they That's had right. kills they had kill switch i think at a certain point they if did, i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah i think i gotta go i gotta go ferret on this one but that was fucking hard sorry <laughs> man <laughs> that was the hardest that was the hardest one so far god damn god damn
0: so we'll we'll uh We'll leave we'll leave the either ors on that one jordan i don't want to don't want to scramble your brain anymore dude but the very last question the very okay. last question we have for you um someone asks you what metal is what album would you give them what one album would you oh make? boy
1: here you go man have a listen to this um i think it's hard because i would get i've learned to give different people different stuff mm. I think, I think the best album to give someone who you don't know who is curious about it, I think you gotta give them "Ride the Lightning." Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of inarguable. It to me, that's just when I think of what metal is. I think of that over master of puppets i think uh i i think that that's the strongest work and i think that there's an imperfection in uh ride the lightning mm-hmm. and a like uh like a youthful little stinker energy that i think yeah. is yeah. essential for getting into like proper to get, to be able to appreciate most uh, variety of metal i think if if someone listens to ride the lightning and they like it they have a better shot at like you can branch out and be like okay great you liked ride the lightning you might actually like some black metal too because yeah. of this production style mm-hmm. uh and whatnot yeah and uh, as opposed to you, you have more options i think uh yeah. with ride the lightning yeah
0: than- and and when you're getting into most people who would ask you that question i guess would be young and with imperfections you know and yeah ride the lightning marries up well said that time of your life man yeah so that's quite profound that jim yeah oh thank you man good job jim (laughs) thanks dude yeah Yeah, jim (laughs) um so jordan that's it man thank you so much for joining us dude i've loved every second of that chat like as a massive fan of awesome. you guys like yeah i've thoroughly enjoyed that dude so um
1: i had a great time fellas thank you for having me
0: thank you man yeah, so yeah. um yeah thanks everyone for listening and um, we'll be back soon we've got a uh, another real cool guest lined up hopefully next week who is a good friend of jordan's actually so uh keep your, oh
1: shit yeah man, keep, keep your eyes <laughs> out for that um
0: so until then yeah uh be excellent to each other party on dudes